please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the 12th edition of the Vagabond Exchange podcast. Coming to you from a dining room somewhere in Nashville, Tennessee is Emily and the ever... Effervescent. Effervescent William. William. I was going to say something like physical, like limber. Oh, Because you are very limber. How would you know that? Oh, I know. (laughs) Hi, William. All right. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Are you? I'm all right. We just made a discovery. That's true. In the dining room. Um, So if this podcast is interrupted by William's sobs, this is why. I have partial flooding, and Emily discovered it with her bare feet. (laughs) And my kitchen is right off of my dining room, so discovered that there's a busted pipe mm-hmm. in the under my sink yes so there you go it's the year of the flood isn't it yeah because you had the same problem I did. at the beginning of this year i did although yours in is rather minimal you have to say that it i hope i don't think it's that bad i hope the plumber doesn't come and get under there and go you know we're gonna have to dig 20 feet <laughs> that would suck in my amateur opinion, I think it's minimal. We'll, yes. we'll be waiting with anticipation because I'm sure this will be a, a long, drawn-out story. What, my plumber story? Yes. I hope not. Well, the plumber came in, he uh, replaced the pipe, charged me $800,000, and he left. <laughs> and then William lived out of his car. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but we'd still do the podcast, right? I'd plug it into the cigarette lighter. and I'd take you in. Would you? I would. I appreciate that. You can roll up a mat in the bathtub. (laughs) Great. So anyway, how was your weekend? Uh, I had a good weekend. We, um, how was your weekend? It was good. Yeah. I think we both had a a busy Saturday. Mm Mm-hmm. I know I did. Um... We actually went to a movie, and then we went our separate ways, and then we hooked up later to have a go to a kind of a party for a friend that's going away. Yes, a, a precursor to his actual going away party. Right. William, why are, are all of our friends moving away? Maybe that's a sign. That they don't like us? Or that we or, should move away? Yes. I'm going to go with the latter. Me too. One thing I do have to talk about that I did this weekend, because I decided that this isn't an important enough cause that I want to plug it, Okay, is that Saturday morning I went and volunteered with an organization that I'm affiliated with called the Nashville Adult Literacy Council. Mm-hmm. And once you go through the Nashville Adult Literacy Council, you can pronounce all of those words properly. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, I learned about this organization probably four or five months ago. And I went through a tutor training um, a few weeks ago 
but there's a couple different ways that you can volunteer through the NALC, one of which is um, you're actually matched with a student, and you go, they have several um, facilities throughout Tennessee where you can meet with your student, um, and they're at, they, they usually are at different learning levels, um, you know, second grade, fourth grade, sixth grade, and some of these are just adults who have somehow managed their way through life without knowing how to read, mm-hmm. and in other cases they may be English as a second language students, so not from this country, mm-hmm. or from this country and just spoke Spanish or something like that. But um, the other way is that they actually have a drop-in center at the main location for the NALC, and you can come in, um, students who have yet to be matched because there's an extensive waiting list for um, students come to the center and they can get help, use a computer. Um, I met with a woman on Saturday that needed to read a letter from her son's school, so we worked through that. And so it's fun, interesting. It's a rewarding experience. It is rewarding. Is it? Yes. And reading and writing were always kind of an escape for me. Mm-hmm. Still are an escape for me. So I, my hope is that I can give that back to somebody. It's a good thing you're doing. Thanks. Yeah. So check it out. They're online. You can sign up to volunteer through any kind of, any kind of program. They have several options. Um, and they do offer training and materials free of cost. So... It's a good thing. NALC, Nashville Adult Literacy Council. Just Google it. It'll put you in the right direction. It's possible for anybody who wants to work with other people and values reading to come in and be of help. It's made me proud of Nashville to know that this program is offered by this city. We did meet for a movie yesterday. We did. And so we're back on track with our movie reviews, folks. Yes. Have no fear. And yesterday we saw The Informant. The Informant. Yes. Yes. Matt Damon, directed by Steven Soderbergh, who they love to point out directed Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. 13, Which is helpful. Yeah. In case you thought he only directed one of those. Right. He is a good director. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he proved it with this movie. This movie is basically, it's about a guy named, it's a, based on a true story. Right. A guy named Mark Whitaker from, mm-hmm. is it Decatur, Illinois? Yes. Uh, a biochemist who worked for ADM, which, do you recall what ADM stood for? Um, it was the combination of three last names. Yeah. Anyway, it's a biochemical company. Right. Uh, he seemed like he was a pretty bright guy. I think he went to Cornell. Mm-hmm. But he got himself in a bit of a bind. Ultimately, he ended up becoming a, an informant for the FBI, yes. uh, kind of uh, ratting out his colleagues and his company, who which was involved in a price-fixing scheme. Right. Um, and he had a few issues of his own that you kind of learn about throughout the movie, if you didn't already know about him. Right, which I didn't. I didn't realize this was based on a true story. Right. Um, so... Uh, I'm not sure how much I should say about the issues that he had, but... But he turns out to not be as honest as he originally seems. Right. When he uh, approaches the FBI with this price-fixing story. Right. And he's also quite uh, annoying to the FBI (laughs) because he seems to do the opposite of what everyone asks him to do. Right. Um, He's not a very good whistleblower. No. And he's, he not, he's not very helpful to himself or his family. 
Right. Although he seems to love, he's married to his high school sweetheart. He has uh, three kids, two that are adopted. adopted. But he's also a very wealthy man, wealthy to an extreme where you begin to wonder Wait. why is this guy so wealthy? Right. Yeah. Which and you find out, you know, during the film. Yes. But he's played with a certain amount of elan, I think, by uh, Matt Damon. Yes. Who's very frumpy in the picture. I think he gained 30 pounds for the movie. Mm -hmm. Very nice hairdo. Yes. Fake hairdo. Yep. (laughs) A a very uh, manly mustache. Very 1992 mustache. Right. And, of course, the Hubble-like corrective spectacles that we (laughs) came to know and love in the 80s and early 90s. Right. I think he was uh, in his early 30s when he... That's what I was surprised at how young he was because they kind of reveal it towards the end of the movie. Right. But um, I, he looks older, I thought, than, than what his character's age actually was. Yeah, he does. But uh, apparently he was on a fast track to becoming, you know, the next president of that company. Right. And um, a lot of things went down, so that didn't occur. But I guess he's now the COO of another biochemical right. company. Right. And president. So... Good you know, for him. Despite everything, he seems to be doing well for himself in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but the movie also, just honorable mention, stars uh, Scott Bakula and yes. uh, Joel McHale and Cusack. Um, it actually stars a number of comedians. Yes. Patton Oswalt is in it. And Tom, pa- pa- I don't know if it's Papa or Papa, P-A-P-A. He plays the boss. He's another comedian. Um, Dick Smothers. Who's uh, he plays the judge towards the end of the movie? He was on, he had the the Smothers Brothers TV show back in the sixties. Oh, that's who that was. Mm-hmm. I didn't. And uh, Paul Tompkins Thompson. Is that the guy from VH1? No, yes. which okay. He's he does several of the VH1 kind of comedic best. commentary shows. Yeah, best week ever. Okay. Um, there were several comedians in that right. movie. Yeah. Um, who all played kind of serious roles, like see, like uh, kind of almost sarcastic, but. But the intent was for them to come across as being serious, which I thought was interesting. Right. I guess because you have that kind of, uh, it's it's almost a comedic story. Right. But the, so you, you bring in these, uh, it's almost like pointing out, you know, this is almost like a farce. If it was, weren't true, it actually, it you would be hilarious. You think somebody made it up, yeah. yeah. And even Joel McHale, because I, I kept waiting for him to be really funny. And he just wasn't. It's purely he, a dramatic role. Right. Yeah. Right. Good movie. Was, I enjoyed I it. I enjoyed it, too. It's very funny. Um, you kind of feel for the guy. Yeah. But uh, not really. I, I felt very torn between feeling sorry for him and being kind of like, that guy's a dodo head. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was doing very moronic things. Yes. But there was obviously something wrong with him. Right. And he did seem to be genuine in his affection for his family and his right. wife. Right. Um, but... He just made extremely bad decisions. Right. So, but he's um, ultimately paid his dues, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Matt Damon did a wonderful job. He did. He did a, a great job. So, um, Pretty much everybody. The, the roles were very well cast. Mm-hmm. They all played them well. And, and uh, you, you kind of got what that, the culture of that company was like. Right. The whole 90s feel to it, too. Yes, so. and it was a very... The lighting in that whole movie was very yellow. Did yellow you and kind of... I don't know what you call it. Kind of brushed. Kind of... It wasn't sharp. 
Right. It's almost like you're under fuzzy like kind yeah, of. fuzzy kind of yeah. So, and Anne Cusack is a, a cutie. I yes. gotta say, she's, and she's I love her accent. Yeah. It's very Midwestern. So. So I I think this gets the William and Emily stamp of approval recommendation. I agree. Go see it. Mm-hmm. And um, we always give a rating, our ratings, and compare them to what's on the Internet Movie Database. That's right. IMDB.com. Mm-hmm. Little uh, contest we have with ourselves. So. What What's your uh, What's your rating? I'll give it a 7.8. I'd give it an 8.7. Okay. And 7.7. There you go. Yep. Good job. And if I could find this poster from the movie, I would put it somewhere prominent in my house. Yes, me too. Because it would always put a smile on my face. Yes, and it does. Despite the fact that this case kind of blew up because of what Whitaker was doing, he changed the laws around these corporate crimes forever and in a really wonderful way. You know, there's all these really kind of heroic things he did on one side and then these things that were illegal uh, on the other side. So, again, he's just a really interesting guy. Um, should we tell our our listeners that we're thinking about putting together a Facebook page? Sure, yeah. Okay. We are thinking about putting together a <laughs> Facebook page. That's right. I was just thinking, though, on our Facebook page, we could put movies that we've reviewed. And yeah. Put, you could put that poster there. The That's little true. Clip of it, we right? could put our, um, our, our ratings. That's right. That's yep. right. We have several ideas for our upcoming Facebook page. Yes. So if you guys have any suggestions, please let us know. Email us at uh, vagabondexchange at gmail.com. That's right. Let us know what you would like to see on the Facebook page. Yes. Or once again, just let us know that you're listening to the show. <laughs> right. We know that you guys are out there because we see. Yes. That we're getting hits. And if you hate us, tell us that, too, because, you know, if, if nobody really cares, we'll just stop. But Yeah, we'll stop doing the show. My hope is that maybe you're just busy and you're listening to us, like, at your desk or something and you're not allowed to access your personal email. Right. And maybe you don't have fingers. <laughs> right? Sure. Or ears. <laughs> so you play it, but you can't really hear us. <laughs> but you can imagine that it's very funny and entertaining. Right. So we should say uh, last week, after the podcast, last Sunday, yeah, we decided just to kind of chill out and uh, watch oh, a little, right. uh, watch a little football, watch a little baseball. Decided to order a pizza, mm-hmm. and um, I kind of went to the guide list, the channel list, to see what else was on, and the VMA VMAs were on right. Video Music Awards. I hadn't watched them in like ten years. Right. Or you've only watched them every year since they started. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Well, I haven't watched it because I didn't think I would be able to recognize, like, any of the music. Okay. And so, but when we turned it, when I turned it on this past Sunday, I was kind of surprised that I recognized most of the the videos and music that were nominated. Well, you're hip. Give yourself credit. I guess so. I keep you hip. You do keep me hip. Do I? Mm Mm-hmm. No. Well. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. We enjoyed the uh, VMAs together this year. Yes. And uh, I guess there's one point in the show that probably everyone knows about now. Right. Uh, where Taylor Swift won the her first Moon Man for her video. 
Um, hold on one second. Keep talking while I think of the lyrics. It's a very nice video where she uses suppositories to <laughs> feed squirrels. And... You belong to me, I think is what it's called. You belong to me. Okay. I we'll, guess we could look it up. We'll go with Instead that. of me singing the whole song in my head trying to figure it out. We might as well look it up real quick. But yes, um, Taylor Swift was nominated and won for uh, Best Female Video. Right. And she was up against, um, I think, Lady Gaga, and which we need to talk about that, yeah. too. Um, Beyonce for Single Ladies and a couple others that I don't remember. And so she was born in 1989. Good gracious. Um, so she came up to receive her award and... Um, was in the middle of her acceptance speech, which at that point sounded very eloquent. She said something like, you know, I never expected to win this. I sing country music, so this is a great honor. Right. And then, all of a sudden, another voice came through the microphone, and that voice was the voice of Kanye West. Exactly. And I thought to myself, self, what is Kanye West doing on the stage? Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift apparently thought that he was there to... I don't know, laud her, or she actually said she was kind of flattered that he came up there with her. Oh, poor girl. Yeah. But he was not there to loud, loud her. Mm-hmm. He was there to tell her basically that she probably didn't deserve to win that award because Beyonce, in fact, had one what? of the best videos of the year. Of all time. Of all time. Ta- yes, of all time. <laughs> of all time. Yes, very uh, eloquent. Right. Kanye. So, William, what do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> I think he was, a, he's had a lot of assholey moments, but that was probably his assholiest. Yes. Um, I think he'd been drinking throughout the evening. They said that he had been drinking before the show and had arrived with a bottle of cognac or something like that, which is... It's important to be prepared. Yeah. But I, th- I, t- I thought that was a horrible thing to do s- to someone who is, one, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Two winning, you know, this is her first Moon Man. I don't know if she's won any Grammys or anything. I think she has. She's okay. won. She's definitely won country music awards. I don't know if she's won anything. I don't know if she's won a Grammy for any of her albums. Okay, but uh, this is you know a but, huge crossover right, moment for her right. and a huge moment for her in general. Right. And not only that, Kanye. It wasn't like Kanye was in this category. I guess I could have not understood, but at least. At least if it if it were something where he felt like he had been locked out, like he had there had been some some act performed against him, right. it would have been easier to swallow. But to, to do that on someone else's behalf is a little and shitty, right? And I'm sure Beyonce was humiliated by that act. Well, you could see they actually panned over to her, and you could see her kind of mouthing like, "Oh no, Kanye, like, right. don't do that." Dumbasse flambe, like go set your butt back down in your seat with your bottle of cognac. Right. And uh, apparently, after he did that, they they kicked him out of the show. Good. I um, hope he's never invited back. It's a douche Doyevsky. Well, a I mean, mood. he's mm. done this kind of stuff before, and they keep inviting him. Right. So. Well, and I, you know, I just the more I think about it the more it really bothers me. I mean, here's basically a girl. I mean, she's a girl. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you feel about her art or how talented she is, 
there's a lot of talentless people that get awards all the time. Right. And you can't take up for every person that might, you know, might have been robbed of not, not only that, but really we're talking about an MTV moon man yeah. and, and they award MTV best video awards to the artists. The artists are not the directors typically, and they may have a vision for the video, but that doesn't mean that they had anything to do with the creation or the final cut. So what, what was he so incensed about? Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of, as the days went on, you kind of got the, the idea from him at least that he's still mourning or never really got a chance to grieve over the death of his mother. And so he's kind of acting out in the wrong I think ways. That's, I think that's a crap excuse. I think that's a bunch oh, of it bullshit. Is. Yeah. Well, but, you know, the fact that she s- seems to be such a sweet young lady, mm-hmm. if she were smug or stuck, if it was like Lindsay Lohan, it still would have been wrong, but it would I wouldn't have felt as offended right. by but his the fact action. That she was up there talking about how flattered she was, that she didn't even feel deserving to be in the category. Right. Was was no no bueno and not only that but how old is he really he's like 20 years older than her like go sit down yeah but we should point out how gracious uh, beyonce, beyonce was, was later in yes. letting taylor swift come out and finish her acceptance she speech did the right thing yeah so but um we we uh during that night someone on facebook had pointed out that if you go to google and you look up uh, <laughs> Kanye West is, yes. it kind of brings up uh, a list of, I guess these are searches that people yes. have done. So if we go to, we're going to Google right now, we're right. typing in Kanye West is a. And we have, okay, I'm not saying all those things. You're going to have to read those. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Kanye West is a douche. Kanye West is an idiot, a douchebag, a racist, a crazy well, you know, the N-word. Those are the top five. Mm-hmm. A genius has actually moved up because it was lower last week. Right. And then a tool, a F-word. <laughs> which, a three-letter F-word right. that rhymes with bag. It's a cigarette in the UK. Right. And a joke, which apparently some 60-year-old Christian <laughs> preacher must have... <laughs> that guy's a joke. So... If you're Kanye West, I can't make you feel too good about yourself, the fact that... Well, and he seemed very deflated on... Uh, I saw the clip from Jay Leno where right. he... I mean, Jay Leno basically calls him out and says, what do you think your mom would say about that? Which I thought was a very... I was surprised. That's a bold question. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that he asked him that, but I, I think Kanye West deserved it. You don't put yourself out there and then... And then not expect to have to answer for your bad behavior. Right. I thought it was a bold question. And mm-hmm. also, I'm not sure if he should have been the one to ask it. But right. But it's, someone should it's a valid point. Pointed that out. Yeah. yeah. So. And he seemed very, that seemed to just kind of suck the wind out of him. Yeah. He was real sunken in the chair and just had that. But the thing that I didn't like was when Kanye, he was kind of apologizing. He was like, yeah, that was just rude. I'm not sure that rude is the exact word that I would use to describe what he did. Right. Oh, he called her, I think, the next day. Yeah. And apologized. Which, and then she's so sweet. I'm sure that she... She said he sounded genuine. And yeah. And she accepted his apology, so... Which is, you know, that's all that she can do. Right. So... Um, Yay for the ladies, Taylor Swift and Beyonce, for being classy and not being... Not giving into that stereotype that a lot of uh, female celebrities do. They're not sex pots or... 
um, bitchy. They're not like in feuds with people about boys. Right. So I, I appreciate that the two of them kind of stuck together and actually give women a good name. And a lot of people put Beyonce in a diva category, but that was very undiva like yes, thing it that was. she did. So. And on a side note, I, I, although I think Beyonce probably has a little diva in her, her, I think she's another one of those products of adults in her life that kind of made her into a, molded her into what she is today. Uh, you may be right, um, however. But I think she's turned out very well. Yes. Despite that. Yes. I mean, to be in the position that she's in mm-hmm. and to be at least humble enough and to recognize a wrong Right. That, such as what was committed against Taylor Swift. I think that says a lot about her. Right. Character. And to be savvy enough to realize that that probably was an awesome PR move for her, too. There's a little bit of businesswoman. I, there, which I, I think is, maybe. I think it was genuine. I'm not trying to take away from that, but I'm sure that that. Perhaps. That, that was a smart decision on her yeah, part. In, not, in all facets. Yeah. Well, yes, I agree. Um, anyway, I was thinking. If we could, on this Google thing, just mm-hmm. come up with a couple of other artistic geniuses or geniuses overall, mm-hmm. it may not prove to bring back we anything. Could, but we could do a, a weekly segment. We could have our listeners um, email us and tell us who they think we should look up. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. What they, they could spend their time looking it up. It'd probably be less time than emailing <laughs> That's true. us. I'm just but, trying to come up with excuses for people to email us. If it, I was wondering, is there like a musician or actor or someone that you consider a genius? I consider a genius. Yes. You could do Eminem is. He's one of my oh, favorites. Oh, that's a good one. Eminem. How do you spell Eminem? There you go. You got it. Is a... <coughs> wow. He doesn't really have that better of a list. No. Of, but oh. genius, a Christian. Wow. <laughs> I never would have guessed a that. A wicker, an F-A-G. Yes. A genius, a Christian, a racist, a fake, a douche, a crip. Awesome and a joke. <laughs> Apparently, by the same <laughs> a joke. Six the same Christian, Christian guys. I wonder if you just get the same thing, no matter. Oh, I like the, what Eminem is, though. That was kind of funny. Eminem is back, dead, fat, <laughs> pissed, hot. The best rapper alive is back. Album. <laughs> the best rapper ever is fat now, <laughs> and is a wigger. Yep. Um, is he fat? He's not fat. I thought he looked particularly yeah, svelte during yeah, the BMA. I think he's lost weight, actually. I'm going to put in Michael Jackson. I wonder if you'll find anything is negative. Is dead, which is dumb. Well, maybe they're looking for news articles. Yes. Because it's pretty obvious he's dead. Michael Jackson, is he dead? Is alive. Michael Jackson is dead song. Is still alive. Is Muslim. Is dead joke. Is dying. So there's jokes about Michael Jackson. Oh. Well, there's the F word again. Apparently everyone's gay. An alien. (laughs) (laughs) A virgin. Pervert. A woman. A Christian. A woman. A freak. No genius in there. No no joke either. No. A ghost, a girl. Even when I put in G. Oh, there it is. Is a genius. Oh, the joke starts with J. Well, I was looking for genius. Just kidding. But joke is. Oh, there's joke. There it is. is A a a Jehovah's Witness and a Jew. (laughs) Poor Michael Jackson. Yep. So anyway, oh, let me type in one more. George Clooney. Oh yeah, that's a good one. This is, is kind of fun. Is a douche. douche. <laughs> one one <laughs> search result. <laughs> George that's Clooney a, is dead. A, a, is learning Coptic. What's Coptic? I don't know. Dating. Israel. Oh. Is short. 
is hot. hot. Is a douche. Hmm. Not Movies that, that George Clooney is in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so much for that experiment. Yep. Were your girls as hacked off as mine were that Kanye gave <laughs> Taylor Swift the Joe Wilson treatment? I thought that was really inappropriate. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like she's getting an award. What are you, what are you buttoning in? I, I, I hear you. I, I agree with you. <laughs> the young lady seems like a perfectly nice person. She's getting her award. What's he yeah, doing up there? Do He's a jackass. Should we mention uh, who passed away last week? Yes, we should. This is a pretty big one also. Uh, I'm very sad. Actor Patrick Swayze, who had right. been suffering from pancreatic cancer for a while. Right. And kind of, I guess, had a beat for a moment there. Right finally succumbed to the disease well he stopped treatment what six months ago was it six months ago yeah i think i watched the barbara walters special oh you did and then i watched dirty dancing i was up very late is that your favorite patrick swayze movie um it's not my favorite but it's my the one that i introduced me to patrick swayze what's your favorite patrick swayze movie probably ghost ghost I am. Um, there's actually a funny st- story about Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing came out when I was probably seven or eight. I was pretty young. Okay. And I used to go. My mom sent my brothers and I to a babysitter after school. Um, and she was rather foul mouthed. <laughs> she cussed a lot, chain smoked, and um, did other rather crass things like, you know, flip off her husband. And she had parakeets, but she had an awesome Barbie collection. And she had a heart of gold. She was great. Her name was Liz, and I. She's probably. She's probably the reason that I have the mouse that I do today. Mm-hmm. So my mother cannot blame me directly. She should blame herself. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was not allowed to see that movie, and I really, really wanted to see that movie because all my friends were watching it. Mm-hmm. So my good old babysitter Liz had rented it one day and let me watch it, and my mother blew a gasket when I told her that I had seen it. But that was how I, that was basically how I learned about sex and Dirty Dancing and Patrick Swayze. And so that was, Patrick Swayze was my first crush as a, as a really? little girl. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to, because I, I was very big into ballet and tap and jazz dancing at the time. I'd been dancing since I was like three. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to go to the, are they in the Catskills or the Poconos? I think it's a cat skills, skills it? I think so, yeah. I wanted to go away. I didn't realize that that was like a Jewish camp that they went to at the time because I didn't really understand what the, that Jewish people had camps. Well, that's what – I don't know if you remember Tony Kornheiser talking about it. That's why yeah. I loved the movie so much because it was exactly what, what his life was like. Right, yeah. and I didn't I, – I guess I feel like I've maybe missed out on that. But that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go and be a dance instructor at the camp in the cat skills <laughs> for Jewish people. <laughs> Um, and he had a shirt off, which was very risque to me at the time. But anyway, that's my Patrick Swayze story. So I was very, I was very sad. I shed a little tear. Yeah. It's a part of our youth. Mm -hmm. Um, Dirty Dancing and Ghost are probably the two movies that he was in that I didn't care for. Oh, really? They were well made. I just, they didn't hit me in any way. Ghost just seemed too far out, too far fetched for me. Yeah. Um, but the outsiders oh i forgot about the outsiders yes that's sorry that's my favorite that's my favorite okay but that and that introduced me i think rob lowe was in there tom Mm -hmm. cruise but patrick swayze was kind of the rock brother in there and so 
Yeah. That, I think that may have been the first time, may have been the first time I saw him on film. Yep. But then there are other films like uh, Red Dawn, Roadhouse, uh, Point Break. Break. So, yeah. Which and, I've only seen, I've only seen Point Break out of those. I don't think you've seen Point Break. I saw parts of it because we San watched Francisco. it in a hotel in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have to watch that. But the, the thing about Patrick Swayze is he always seemed to me like a genuinely good guy, like mm-hmm. a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember hearing like any kind of Bad scandalous stuff. Di- stuff or yeah. He and his wife were very much in love with one another. And right. And he was young when he started. So, I mean, that's usually when you hear about trouble with young actors is right. when they, they first are kind of famous. Mm-hmm. And that never seemed to affect him. No. And he was handsome. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so. And no one puts baby in the corner. That's right. I like to believe that I've got a lot of guardian warriors sitting on my shoulder, including my dad, saying, you just let Sway's dog know. If he'll just shut up, it's been his turn all this time. You just let us do the work, and we'll finish it for him. And so I'm trying to shut up and let, the, and, and, and let my angels speak to me and, and tell me what I'm supposed to do. So... I'm interested in this uh, story that you have to tell me. Yes, I've been waiting to tell you this story because I think that you're going to find it hilarious. So um, I stopped by my local Kroger on the way home from work, which is usually, there's a Kroger in my area that I like to call the ghetto Kroger because it's a little seedy. Mm -hmm. And um, they always have like policemen on staff there in the evenings, etc. So I stopped by there. I was on my way home from work. I was a little hungry, and I also needed toilet paper. <laughs> so I stopped in, <laughs> I stopped in there, and, um, I, you know, I see the, the police officer on guard, which he'll enter the story later. I go and get my items, and I'm checking out, and all of a sudden I see this the police officer kind of hauling this man back through the store who um, doesn't have a shirt on, and his pants are far enough down that I can see his tidy whities which is always a treat for me. Mm-hmm. So he kind of hauls this guy out of the store. And as he's hauling him out, this woman comes running fast enough past me that she, like, she hits my handbag and it kind of almost falls on the floor. Mm -hmm. And so I look up at her and she was like, (laughs) I hope that you didn't need any effing noodles. She says that to me. (laughs) And I'm kind of like, okay. And the the cop kind of realizes that we're in this encounter. And he's like, you, out of the store, pointing at this woman that's Mm -hmm. yelling at me. And she was like, I'm just telling her that I hope she doesn't need any effing noodles because you guys don't have the effing noodles that I need. You don't have the effing sauce that I need. What's the point of this store? Like, you could tell she was high or something. So she's kind of standing in the threshold. Everyone's looking at me, like, in the store, like, as if I have done something or as if I'm the reason for why this woman cannot find the effing noodle. <laughs> did she then say, there you go, and punch you in the shoulder? <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> okay. But what she did do is when the cop came to grab her, so by this time he had bounced the, the underwear man out like into the parking lot, so he's just kind of like sitting on the concrete at that point. Mm-hmm. So he goes to grab her, and she goes, And you! Don't you effing touch me! You knew about this! Like, she, like it's a conspiracy. She's just spouting off. So she walks past him out into the parking lot. She turns around and he says, you know, ma'am, you need to leave the premises. And she goes, don't you tell me what to effing do. And there's like probably 10 seconds of of silence that passes. And she goes, Kramer. (laughs) 
So by that point, like I had pretty, like I was just trying to hurry and get my stuff done because I didn't know if she Be had a weapon. For you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the the cop is kind of standing there, and by that time, a police car. I don't know how long they'd been following these people. Another police car came and pulled up and had his lights on, and the the guy, the cop, had gotten out of the car and was kind of dealing with them. So the the store officer kind of came back in, and he's kind of chuckling, and he said, "Are you okay?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm fine." She just knocked my bag off my arm, and I said. Um, I said, uh, very interesting night around here, huh? And he kind of laughed. And I said, so are you, is your name Kramer? And he kind of laughed and said, no. And he, I said, um, was that meant as an insult to you? And he said, I think it was, yeah. <laughs> so, Did he look like Kramer from no, Seinfeld? No? no, he was not the appropriate race to be Kramer. He was an African-American okay. gentleman. Um, he was probably in his early 40s. And maybe know, the, he was a cop. the planet that she was from they call black people kramer yeah but that was what and, and you could hear people in the store laughing when she called him kramer <laughs> but that was my evening at the ghetto kroger so i have decided that there will not be any more ghetto kroger in my future i'll just drive my ass to green hills yeah. if i need something it's probably a good idea it was a little uh little startling for eight o'clock at night maybe like all jewish people to her are newman <laughs> Chinese or, or people are George. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just women in general are Elaine. Yeah. So But it was like it was like she was trying to conjure up like the worst, most insulting <laughs> you things. Kramer. <laughs> exactly. Kanye West Kramer. is a Kramer. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my uh that was my funny <laughs> That's story. That's very funny. It's good, right? Yeah. Oh, man. But you had an interesting story to tell me. I do. My story isn't uh, funny, per se, okay. but it's interesting. interesting. As yeah. all your stories are. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a friend, and you know her. And actually, I asked her if I could share this story. So her name is Sarah. Okay. She, Hi, Sarah. <laughs> I don't know. I should tell her about the show. I don't think she knows about it. But um, a couple of years ago, her grandfather passed away. Okay. It's her mother's father. They... Uh, for the most part, they took all the furniture that he had in his house, and they gave it to Goodwill. Sure. He had a huge uh, turntable that apparently had an A-track attached to it as well. Okay. And they were going to give that to Goodwill, and Sarah said, no, I want this turntable. Right. He had, like, Elvis Records, Nat oh, King Cole. Wow. She said, you know, I want to be able to listen to these. Yeah. So she took the turn turntable. Okay. According to her, the turntable was just, like, extremely heavy. So, yeah. And she's moved a lot in the last couple of years, so every time she moves... She has to lug this turntable, you know, to wherever she goes. Right. Um, so she's in the process of moving again. Right. Uh, and so she's pretty much moved everything out of her apartment. She's moving into a house except for this turntable. Okay. She asked her brother if he would come along and help her. This is how heavy the turntable is. Move the turntable, you know, to her sure. new place. Now, her grandfather was a bit of a hoarder. Okay. He didn't trust the government. He didn't trust banks. So he kept everything in his house, you know, Money, hidden away. jewels, yeah, right. et cetera. So they're moving the turntable. The brother says, you know, I'll just take it, and I'll take it downstairs. He had to take it down a flight of stairs. He's on his way down a oh. flight of stairs. Sarah hears a tremendous crash. She goes down. The t- turntable is lying on the floor. Oh. So they both rush down. They get the turntable. They're looking at it to make sure it's okay. Now, I guess it had ventilation holes in it, okay. the turntable. So when they look through the holes, they see ammunition. I should also point out that her grandfather went to prison for a couple of years for selling guns illegally. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. So they, 
I don't know how they do it, but they detach the part where, you know, the holes are so yeah. they can see what is beneath there. And there's tons of ammunition and two guns. So that's why apparently it had been heavy for that long. Because it had all that ammo and guns in it? Right. Oh, my gosh. And there's one other item in the turntable. It's uh-huh. a money, a money like a bank bag. Sarah opens the bank bag, $35,000. <gasps> you are kidding. No. And this is what I'll say about Sarah. Sarah has, I, I think she would agree that she comes from a dysfunctional kind of right. you know, background. But she, uh, I have a lot of admiration for her because she had a friend that got sick. And when her friend was sick, she took care of that person. And, yes, she has a lot of integrity. Right. And a friend kind of uh, dismissed her after she was better. Right, right, right. Um, so to me, this, this was karma. Yeah. You know, this is, she did this great thing. But the thing she did, she called her mom and said, you know, this isn't my money. This is your money. So she gave her mom. Yeah. So, but what her mom did was she paid off her uh, school loans um, and she gave her like $3,000. So, you know, we were out for drinks and I I usually always pay for drinks because Sarah doesn't have money. Yeah. And she just like laid out the cash. Oh, so. sweet Sarah. Yeah. So I thought that was a good story. That is a good story. Yeah. Isn't it so interesting what you learn about your relatives? Yeah. After well, they pass. Right. Or well, even I while was, they're alive. Yeah. But I'm thinking, you know, they gave all their furniture to Goodwill. Oh, and no, she never said her mom know. never went through it. Uh, and if he was like a notorious hoarder, there was probably. stuff in there. Yeah. That's how my great grandfather was when he passed. They found cash and ju- he, he was a jewelry salesman of sorts and he um they found like just loose gems in every nook and cranny of their house wadded up or rolled up bills banded with rubber bands all over the place yeah i know he was the same way i mean he grew up they they uh went through the depression it was a you know right kind of a product of their lives that's really interesting yeah and very admirable of sarah that is expect nothing less from her nope So I wanted to ask you, yeah. get your opinion on something. What's that? Charlize Theron mm-hmm. was on The View this week. I didn't see it, but I read about it. Was she hosting or a, a No, she guest. was a guest. Okay. And apparently she made the statement that she, I forget her boyfriend's name, but that she was not going to get married to him mm-hmm. until her friends, her gay friends could get married. Okay. A lot of celebrities say that. Right. So I just want to ask you, do you think that's a cop out, just her way of getting out of the commitment of marriage because brad pitt made the same and made the same statement yeah i mean i guess ultimately uh, i don't know there's a lot of inequalities in the world why she selects that one to kind of make her her stance i question right so so probably a bit of a cop-out yes so wouldn't it be easier just to say, you know, I don't, I'm I don't not at that point, I can't or, make that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So why lay it on your, because right. then once your gay friends are able to get married, then what are you going to exactly. do? Exactly. You don't have any, that, and it kind of means that she thinks that that's not going to happen in her lifetime. Probably. but Or yeah. maybe, you know, it could be that she genuinely means that. It and, could and be. just be casting judgment that's undue, but it, we'll you're right, it does seem like a little bit of a cop out. If it's made legal, if she's 
yep. going to change her. And not, not only that, but it is, it is illegal buses. in some states. So It is, yes. So if she moves to Iowa, then, then what are you going to do? Right. She'll probably say it has to be a federal law or something. Right. Yeah. Some BS. Right. Way to go, Charlize. Yep. You're still hot, but... But just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> just kidding. That's not nice. How often do you go back to South Africa? Uh, I go quite a bit, you know. Have you been? Yes. And did you go alone, or did you um, go with a girlfriend? Or I have a, I have a girlfriend. That's great. She looks a little bit like you. Really? Oh, wow. That's such a nice compliment. Thank you. And a lot like Dog the Bounty Hunter. So we, uh, we watched another episode of Glee this week. We did watch another episode of Glee. Mm-hmm. And you love that show, don't you? I like that show. <laughs> I don't think you like that show. I think you watch it because I like it. Um, if can, if we talk. weren't friends and you didn't watch it, I'm not sure I would, wa- I would watch it, mm-hmm. but I enjoy it when I do watch it. Okay, that's fair. Okay. And uh, here's what's happening to me as I watch this show. Mm-hmm. One, I'm developing a crush on Matthew Morrison, who kind of plays the Glee instructor slash... Uh, I think he's a Spanish teacher, um, and who also is very skilled. He's go- he's got a great voice, and mm-hmm. he um, they are showcasing his talent more and more every week. So that made me excited. You know who I don't like? What character I don't like? And I know you're not supposed to like her, but I'm hoping that they get rid of her at some point. Is Jessalyn Gilsig, who plays his wife on the show. What? She was also in uh, Boston Public and, and Nip Tuck for a period of time as well. Why don't you like her? Because I get the I get the character that she's trying to play, but I just don't. She seems superfluous. I don't understand why she's there. I don't think she does that great of a job of of sort of playing the desperate, desperate wife. Well, and, and maybe that's the point. But I just I don't like her in that role. Yeah, and I've liked her in everything. I really liked her in Boston Public, and she played kind of a. She actually plays a sex addict on Nip Tuck, and I really liked her in that show. But I think it partially adds to the tension there right. between him and the other school teacher, right? To have this woman, and then at this point in the show, she's pretending to be pregnant, mm-hmm. and she's kind of caught in that lie. She's been, or she's stuck in that lie, right? And. um it doesn't bother me, her, her character right now. It'll be interesting to see where she goes with it, if she becomes a better person or a worse person. Right. Because from the previews that we've seen, she's just going further and further and eventually. Yeah. And apparently she's this last week's episode, she's been trying to get pregnant and it's not, not happening. Right. So right. I actually like the, uh, the school teacher that he kind of has a crush on and who definitely has a crush on him yeah emma is yeah. her name on the show so but the the music is great yeah and then um the young lady that uh finally got a solo that you yes mercedes the yeah. character that plays mercedes i think she's great yeah and she's very everyone on that show is very very talented obviously but i like that they showcase each of them kind of separately they give them solos each week right. and i like um leah michelle that plays Rachel. Is that her name? Is she the one that... The dark carriage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really like her. And I just like... I like choirs. I like music. Yeah. I like that the... Kind of the segues between each show. They have these little acapella. Like bum, 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 bum. I think that's very cute. Yeah. 
And they picked good songs. I mean, they had yeah. uh, BBD or Belvive DeVoe. Yeah. <laughs> is, that what, is that what you called it back in the day, William? Well, they, they called themselves <laughs> BBD, but actually had that album. But they did Poison this week. I think week. everybody has that album. Yeah. Well, I had it. Someone took it. But um, who took it? My friend Sharon, actually. Where is Sharon? Let's go beat She's her up. She's on Facebook. <gasps> I should. You should tell her you want your BBD. Yeah. Album back. Is it a cassette tape? It was a tape. Yeah. So, where would you play it? I don't know. I just gave my dad my own stereo. So, so Sharon, just keep the cassette. Yeah, just forget I said anything. Um, oh, William. I know. The other thing that I like about that show is that they address feeling good about yourself and accepting of each other and just being who you are. Right. Yeah. This whole this week, the whole show was about confidence and. Mm-hmm. You know, a statement was made that, you know, if you really believe in yourself and you're confident with yourself, then you don't have to put down others. Or, right. So. Right. I think Baby Cat is hungry. Oh, is he? He's all up in my grill. Yeah, well. He will be fed momentarily. Um, what are, Why are we looking at imdb.com now? Oh, I don't know. I know that they had the Emmy Awards. They're having the Emmy Awards tonight. Yes. Are we going to watch that? No, well, it's already, it's already going. And apparently Alec Baldwin is one for, again, Rock. for 30 Rock. I think he won last year. Oh, I'm glad to see Tony Collette won, even though I haven't went, haven't seen that show before. United States of Terra. John Cryer. And Kristen Chenoweth for Pushing Daisies, which was a short-lived show, but was very, very good. An intervention for Best Reality Program. Wow. Wow. That's, That's a good show. It is It's good depressing, actually. but... The only reason I wanted to see that is because I heart um, Neil Patrick Harris... And really, outstanding host for a reality show, Jeff, Jeff Probst. Probst, really? Like, what do these people do that's so outstanding? I don't know, but he's been around for a while, so him and uh, Julie Chin, apparently they're for Big Brothers that are named Julie Chin. Yeah. Apparently they're good at what they do. The shows have been around for quite a while. I mean, I think all this reality show stuff is a load of crap anyway. I don't think that they should be giving away Emmys. It's not really There's no talent. talent. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a part of the... I mean, Intervention... Intervention actually is a good show. Yeah, but I I don't take it as a reality. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're right. I'm very excited about (laughs) (laughs) You, Kramer. Um, so what are we reviewing next week? We haven't talked about what we're going to see this weekend. Um, well, that's well, we haven't seen Jennifer's Body, and I'm thinking we, we may have to go see that. Yes. Um, and I've actually heard good things about that. Really? Yeah. From Eber- who? Roger Ebert gave it three stars. But Roger Ebert's been giving crap three stars and other things one star. four stars. So. Yeah, but there was a movie like a couple weeks ago that you were like, Roger Ebert only gave it blah, and it was we both liked it. Oh. I don't remember what it was. Serious Man. Does that come out next week? Is it? Or is oh, it I think it's the third. Oh. Uh, Capitalism. Are we seeing that? We are, but that's not next. What's next week? Next week is the second of October. No, it no it's not. It's 26th. 26th. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I apologize. Let me go back to the top. That's what she said. Did you? <laughs> Surrogates, which we both have seeing. no interest in seeing. Even though you secretly said you wanted to see Well, I like Bruce Willis, but... Um, fame? No, not no. seeing that. No. Pandorum? 
Um, Dennis, I like Dennis Quaid, but I don't. It doesn't look interesting to me. No. Coco before Chanel. Ooh. You'll let me know how that is. Actress from Amelie, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Paranormal Activity. Oh, Brief Interviews with Hideous Men, directed by John Krasinski. It's only opening opening in New York, but Oh, that looks good, actually. Yeah. Right. We never saw All About Steve either, but I heard it was El Crapo. Right. Uh, Nine. We kind of said we may go see that. Yeah. So. (laughs) So if we don't see it, Charity, it's William's fault. And you know, next week, although we're going to a wedding next week, so but you know they're having a midnight show that night of The Big Lebowski at the Bell Court. <gasps> we should go see that after the wedding. How fun I would agree. that be? That's, I'm Let's all do for it. it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So and we'll if, rate The Big Lebowski. <laughs> if you guys are in town next week in Nashville, come to the Bell Court. Yeah, we'll have a brew on and the twenty sixth. Yep. Of September, see a bell, uh, the midnight show of the Big Lebowski. Yes, William and I will be the two overdressed people at the bell court. Yeah, yeah, I didn't <laughs> think about that. Maybe I'm okay I mean, with you it. live right down the street, so we could. I think it will be fun to go all dressed up. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. No. Uh, people will wonder where we came from. We'll be very mysterious. That's true. Um, we can and we'll speak just with say, British accents. Let's go and speak with British accents. I can't to? speak with a British accent. So you can do. use a different voice. What voice should I use? Um, I could use like a very high voice. <laughs> I'm at the movies. Maybe I could act like I was uh, mentally challenged. Right? But very well dressed. Yeah. Hi, my name's Kramer. <laughs> Kramer. Poor Kramer. Yeah. I feel like we need to do something to encourage our listeners to email us. We haven't heard from Seattle Joe in a while. I think he's pissed at you. Yeah. No. Yes, for being a jerk. He's probably happy about the fact that. And I, Joe, I know I told you I'd get you something in the in the mail, and I haven't lost sight of that. So, just know that it's coming. Um, That's what she said. That is what she said. And then I knew as soon as I said that, I'd <laughs> say that. Um, and oh, maybe we should tell people where we're going, and they can um, send us stuff, send us suggestions where to go. Okay. We are, I guess our next kind of little road trip is to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. We're going to try to go to a Bears-Bengals game. Yes, because somebody's having a birthday. Yeah. Who is it, William? I don't know. Who is it? Who's having a birthday? I may be having a birthday. William's having a birthday, everybody. So send him happy birthday wishes. Yes. At the end of October. Mm -hmm. And also... And suggestions for what to see and do in Cincinnati. Right. Because even though you've been there more than I have, but even though we've been there several times, we always like to hear... When I travel, I I don't like to do touristy things. Right. I like to eat and, and adventure in the areas where the locals would eat and adventure. Yes, some out of the way. Like yeah. uh, when we went to Memphis earlier this year and we went to Gus's, yes. the fried chicken place. Oh, that was delicious. Which we yeah. never would have known about had it not been for local. Right. For Dr. Walker. Dr. Walker. Paging Dr. Walker. Yeah. Um, suggesting that place for, to us. Yes. And if you are ever in Memphis, and I think GQ Magazine listed it, listed this as one of the top ten places to see before you die. Right. Go to Gus's uh, fried chicken Yes, and I that was a I can can hands down say that was the best fried chicken I've ever had in my whole life. It was very good, right? And then you also get a forty ounce of the beer of your choice, yes. whatever they serve. So. Yes, and like all the fixins that come with 
fried chicken. They had beans and coleslaw and potatoes yep. and anything you you could imagine to have with a chicken dinner. Yep. Oh man, that was and good I, chicken. Usually, I eat one or two pieces of chicken and I'm done. Mm-hmm. But I could not stop eating this chicken. I almost no. ate to the point of getting sick. That's how much. It, that's how tasty the chicken it was. was. Good. It was so. very very good. Yep. And then, um, of course, Seattle, which Joe has given us a laundry list of things that we have to accomplish. So um, get in line behind Joe. But if you have a, a suggestion for the Vagabond Exchange, you can email us at vagabondexchange at gmail.com. And if you do email us, let us know how you found our podcast because we're kind of curious as to how um, people are accessing us. And that would be helpful.